don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. Hey, what is up, everybody? Hey, everybody, good evening, good afternoon, and not good, and good morning to some. Depends where you're good, at. Guten Morgen for our yeah. folks in Germany. There you go. And Japan, yeah. too. Japan, too. Yeah, good eat you, my bitches. <laughs> hey, we got another episode of Silver Screen Breakdowns, and we are breaking down Stoner Classic, Pineapple Express. I love this movie. It's awesome. Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow, Evan Goldberg, those are the writers of the movie, all producers on the movie as well. And it's Seth Rogen and James Franco pretty much throughout this entire movie. And it's epic. I saw this in the movie theater way back in the day. Nelson, was it your first time watching this one? My very first time. I never even heard of this one, actually. There you go. I know Seth Rogen. He's got a lot of great one-liners. He's fun to watch. Oh, Seth yeah. And that, that laugh is signature. Franco, I, I got to tell you, Franco remind me of what character. Who did that character remind you guys of? I was wondering if, it, uh, if it's the same one that reminded me of. Brad Pitt. And we just thought recently. Brad Pitt, True Romance. Exactly. I was thinking that's him. Now you want to know the, the long version. Wow, of I never thought of that. That is kind of. It's wow. totally, it's like a, it's totally now, him, man. Now, let's, let me blow your mind even farther because I watched the making of Pineapple Express and Judd Apatow, who's one of the, like, the main guy, you know, on this, as far as writing goes. He wrote this entire movie based on that character. That's how this was all. Oh, like, so I'm right. I knew it. <laughs> Nelson Tynes for the win. Yep, the W, yep. the W, I got it. You I don't feel I'm watching. I go, that's Brad Pitt's character, totally. Yep, he said that's when it the all The elongated version. He was like, this would be an awesome movie just to see a movie with that stoner character, you know, yeah. just throughout the entire movie. So that was the birth of Pineapple Express. Oh, shit years and years before and pretty much he said like the style of movie that he was trying to do because this was a long time in the making but like when bad boys came out you know he was like man we need to make this movie like bad boys but like on weed <laughs> classic it totally yeah, is. They did a good job yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was good. That was really good. So I'm on it, man. I got a keen angle and seeing things, man. I knew there was something. And then, you know, they also did a lot of uh, a lot of what's the word? Not ode, but you know, homage. Ode oh, to other films and other ideas. Yeah. Okay. Even all the way down to the marijuana, like the whole conspiracy of the government, and they, you know, they tap into all that a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, As that, and you know, you know, he says, "Fuck the police." You know, that's you know, NWA. You know. Yeah, You're in the jungle now, baby. That's uh, Guns and Roses. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that they said that are, you know, everyday clips from Americana's films and, and music, music too. Yeah, one of the one of the ones that always got me was when they go see Red, and he's, I'm just in here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> got Nelson in fucking the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good ones. <laughs> Judd Nelson, I think he's good too. And yeah, that, and that's where the movie starts, where Bogey talks about it, you know, the government conspiracy. So they're like in this underground, we don't even know what it is. Like they just drive up and they go down into you know that hatch. Yeah, a whole bunker, pretty much. And you got uh, Evan Goldberg in there smoking. 
And uh, yeah, he's just acting a fool, you know, with everything and they're observing. Hey, he hit that air saxophone like a motherfucker. Huh? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I love it because all of a sudden he just want to hear some jazz. Huh? He's like, hey. <laughs> he got, he got, he, he, was, he, he had some great lines on that the interrogation right there in the beginning. What, were some what of was something about, uh, uh, was that? I said, what were some of the ones that got you? It was a lot of ad lib. <laughs> Scene. Oh, you know what? I want to write it down. Is said something about his balls or something? <laughs> or he said, to the, "What was it? Do, do you remember?" I should have wrote it down. I don't remember it, but it was hilarious. I laughed so hard at it. <laughs> it might have been the part your dick, my mouth. Ooh. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But it keeps going on and on. With it. it was just one little quick thing. It was going on and on for about 15, 20 seconds. Man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He's a fool. And of course, then they say, illegal. <laughs> right. And of course, that's the big propaganda. It totally was. You know, I'm sure it was some version. Yeah, they made a joke of it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, this marijuana fucking, you know, because they were thinking like, hey, how are we going to use this? That's what the government used to do back in the day. Yeah. They'll get motherfuckers on LSD. They'll put you on Molly. You know what I mean? They, you know, they're trying to figure it out, right? What they could use these things for. Yeah. And they were like, eliminate him, burn down the whole place. So yeah, like, they're like, screw it. He got off. For just for smoking the weed. Yeah, they're like, this thing is really, they're like, this thing's about to be really illegal. Fuck that. You know what I mean? And, then, and then it fast forward and it jumps. We meet, Avenue. we meet Seth Rogen and they're to Electric Avenue. 1983, I think. Yeah. And he's listening to talk radio. He's calling in to the talk radio station. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> it's fucking great, you know, because now that's like what like these podcasts are, these live podcasts. It's like you have talk radio, but more in podcasts and YouTube live streams now. And uh, they just had it going uh, right from the beginning. You have no idea what's going on with them necessarily. When I saw this movie, I knew nothing about it except Pineapple Express was the strain of weed. That was it. I knew nothing else going into the movie theaters to go see it. It's funny, too, because on a side note, when this movie came out, then it, this, the actual tree started popping up in the streets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Spark it up, fellas. They said, ha, Electric Avenue. Take that yeah. shit to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. We got to get you higher. And uh, did you notice any any areas, Nelson? I feel like they filmed a lot of this in L.A., at least, you know, from from what it looks like anyways. Uh, yeah, there's some buildings I recognize, but couldn't pinpoint where. But somewhere, I'm, on, I'm in Hollywood, so it wasn't like Hollywood Boulevard or anything, but maybe somewhere between Hollywood and like Beverly Hills area, Mid-Wilshire, L.A., kind of. Okay. And a little more west, I know some spots. Okay. But, but nothing really specific, though. They kind of had it generic. But the way that looks, you know, LA's built a certain way. We have trees on the sidewalk there. And those, I don't know what the type of tree is, but it's the same type of tree that. Give me sycamore for 200. <laughs> sycamore. It might be, yeah, it might be a sycamore tree. They're all over the place uh, on the yeah. sidewalk there. So you have the LA feel for sure. So you can tell they should totally shoot a, a shot. Totally a sycamore. 
And he opens his trunk, like, when he's going through this montage of driving, he opens his trunk, and he's got all these costumes and shit in there. And then, <laughs> then you find out he's handing out subpoenas. <laughs> you find so, out he's a dickhead, huh? <laughs> the one that everybody hates to see. And he's Perfect, just trying to curve. They're trying to curve this shit so bad that they got to call him in there. He just comes in there. Oh, dude's a doctor. He comes in. Oh, doctor, uh, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's me. Oh, insert. Surgeon. <laughs> About to do surgery, huh? All his damn costumes, like yeah, he was on it though. He was because getting- supposedly, like you have to acknowledge the person. Well, they have to admit who they are. Yeah, who they are. Yeah, they have to acknowledge that they're that person, and then boom, and then then they're served, and then now it's yeah. legally. <laughs> yeah, they have they, they, yes, because that's, they, uh, they always you get a bad point. You get a bad point. You know, show up now. I got mail. And yeah. they say, Oh shit. <laughs> like the one guy get a real job, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Super pissed, yeah. And so we kind of we just get a little insight, you know, into what he's all about. And then, yeah, and then he goes out after his what five or six subpoenas that he serves. Who knows? Then he ends up going to uh, what high, school. Like high school. <laughs> you know, I was watching. That, I go, it's got to be a cause, please. That cannot be high school. But it was. <laughs> yep. And he even when he's calling into the radio. What does he say? He was like, I forget what he says. He was like, oh, well, for instance, me, I'm 25, but I'm dating an 18-year-old. And whoever was the other caller, she was like, as long as it's consensual. And he was like, I think it's consensual. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about it. I think it's consensual. <laughs> He's such now, a she was, him, she was into him big time. You got to be yeah. parents. A lot of quotes coming, Serge. Hell yeah. And do you guys, re- do you guys remember who this is, Bogey? Who is it? Who's the chick? You may, you may know her from such scandals as taking a dump on Johnny Depp's bed. <laughs> it's our homegirl, the one and only Amber oh, Heard. Her? <laughs> Amber, yeah, that's Amber Heard. That's young Amber Heard. Before she I had no her. idea, man. Right over my head, man. That's why. Right that's right why ahead. you know part of the scandal. Part of her scandal was part of Johnny Depp's defense was the fact that she was cheating on him with James Franco. Like, they had, like, footage. Yeah, you know oh, I mean? that's James Franco. Yeah, that's, like, oh, that's why I've heard this name before. Yeah, because they're, you know, because they, and they, they're being cool. They've been friends since this movie. You know what oh, mean? man. I did not even piece that together. I slept and I watched the trial and everything. I slept and I went over my head, guys. You guys never even warned me about that. You never gave me an inkling. I haven't been glued to a trial like that since the OJ trial. <laughs> that's true that's true because you know Depp was representing a lot of men a lot of men in predicaments and Hearst didn't even remember he said what Amber Heard <laughs> you know what I even liked her character I was like I don't like Amber Heard at all but did, did I was Chuck like yeah hey, she's a nice girl did he not remember this movie and how crazy she was in this movie? Johnny Depp, he probably does killer Jeff Goldblum impersonations. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, fuck Jeff Goldblum. Shut your up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that whole uh, where they're at school and first off, the, the teacher comes up. Excuse me, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm visiting my girlfriend. <laughs> and, oh, I, was, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, though. <laughs> Oh, that guy, yeah. I can't just date that guy. Was the other twenty-five-year-old? But what decided? I bet you he used to go to that school too. I'm gonna work here one day. (laughs) Just a fuck. He might as well be like an eight-year senior. You know what I mean? He's like a glorified hall monitor. 
<laughs> pretty much. Who knows what class he teaches? But uh, yeah, so funny. And then they come into contact with whoever one of her friends is. And <laughs> he's like a nerd. But, you know, Amber was like, or what the hell's her name in here? Angie. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Angie is her name in the movie. And uh, Can we just call her Amber Turd? Yeah. Yeah. We might as well. People know that. And uh, <laughs> he was just like, uh, he, and she was like, oh, yeah, your impression of Jeff Goldblum. And it almost, so I laughed so hard, I almost wet my pants. And he was like, oh, I wish. And that oh, is yeah. the comment. Seth Rogen did not yeah, like that. He didn't like any kind of combo with another man, especially a man that does killer Jeff Goldblum impersonations. He didn't want this man in any kind of conversation that involved her pussy being wet somehow or another. No, he didn't. Nope. Even if it was for Pete. So disgusting, oh, Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and I mean, he, <laughs> of course, he likes her, you know, and uh, but she's into the older guys, you know, for whatever reason. Clearly. Yeah. And uh, what do he say? Oh, yeah, you forgot your shorts in my car when we worked out or whatever. And here we go. And yeah, next year, college. Woo. Yeah, we're going to go to college. And he was like, I know there's going to be a bunch of guys, you know, trying to hit on her. You know, so I got your back. I'll, I'll totally watch it, bro. You. I'm a feminist, bro. I'll watch your ass for you. He's one of those guys that goes to the feminist rally hoping he can peel one, bro. <laughs> He's like, yeah, women's rights. <laughs> Fucking <Ew>. weirdo. <laughs> But now here comes the best. So, and then he says he's going to go meet her parents. Like Nelson said, she was, oh, you got to meet my parents and this and that. And she was, I just want them to see that you're nice and funny and sexy. I love you. It's like, you want them to see that I'm sexy? <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, but of course, after smoking all the doobies and everything, and I went, you know, to go visit his girlfriend on high school grounds. Now he's got to go get some weed. Now we get introduced to James Franco. What was your first impression of uh, James Franco, Nelson? Well, like I said about the Brad Pitt character, he seemed a little innocent and what's na not naive, but kind of like uh, takes everything literally kind of inexperienced. I guess it's kind of naive almost. I feel like he's, I feel like he's a, he's like a step above a wannabe. You know what I'm saying? He's actually... Like, a, you know, one of them squares that was like, yeah, I can sell weed to all these other squares I know. Because he, I've no, I knew dealers like that growing up. You know what I mean? There was the dealers that were like moving like hard work and these motherfuckers got guns and shit. Then there was like the square white boys that sold like weed and mushrooms and like acid and stuff like that. And they're real cool. You know what I mean? Real buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're the kind of guys that, that come up and they be like, give me a hug, man. And put it in your hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, when you deal with other motherfuckers, it's like, hey, y'all, bro, it's right there. You know what I mean? You act like you don't even know that motherfucker, right? It's right there on the ground, right there. You know what I mean? Some kind of hand, a, a non contact pickup, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, the beginning he reminded me of this dude I do growing up named AJ, bro. You know what I mean? That's who it, it hella reminded me, bro. James Franco's character because this dude was like he was that type of dude like you're gonna buy weed off you off of him but he want to kick it hey man save that weed man I got something you know what I mean let's <laughs> you ever heard of a cross joint you know so I'm like man bro you're gonna leave me bro like we're kicking it bro like, you, know, I'm that, bro. you know what I mean and you know what I'm saying like I knew motherfuckers like that like, bro I gotta go bro 
you know, you want to be cool to the dude too, because you know, like he takes care of you, hooks you up fat, hooks you up for cheaper. You know what I mean? But it's like well, listen, man. One of the best scenes in the movie to me is the scene where he's telling him about the Pineapple Express and just explaining all that to him. And, oh yeah, uh, with the you know <laughs> the the mother and the father. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Maybe like I, got this, I got that scene queued up for us. Go oh, I got a scene. Not to have it. I want my poor memory on that. Of the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. Right it's not here. better than the blue oyster weed. It can't be. I don't. My I friend, can't handle better than this that. This is like if that blue oyster shit met that Afghan Kush I had, yeah, yeah. and they had a baby, and then meanwhile. That crazy northern light stuff I had, and the super red espresso snowflake <coughs> met and had a baby, and by some miracle those two babies met and fucked. This would be the shit that they burnt. Wow. Yes. This is the product of baby fucking. Smell it. Okay. Smell it. Enjoy. It's like God's vagina. Oh. What do you want to bathe in it? Living here. Yes, you want to be it? Oh my god, I just want to shove it up my nose and have that smell all day. That's amazing. Shove it anywhere you like. Beautiful. What's it called? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Yes, it's this thing like El Nino, this airflow that comes from Hawaii and Canada and it gets the durt, mixes it in with the weed in a very special way. Actually, very scientific. I won't go into it right now, but I am the only guy in the whole city that has it. Only 10 bones more for a quarter. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a quarter. All right. You're on. And you know what? I, I love, I, you man, I love the way you play that character. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. when he goes, you know, smoke it and smell it. The second time he said he moved his hand that way, that's not written in the scripts. <laughs> no. Stuff like that. That's no. the act of bringing this, that stuff to the character. I can tell the difference. Hell yeah. It's not that hard when we read, read a lot of scripts and then. Or you give a lot of. Shit, I, I think you know, James Franco's a respectable actor. Out. I think he's a respectable actor. It, it, I've always seen him in that. So I, his, based on his career, kind of got really hit. Good. He took a hit in his career because of the Amber Heard shit, and then also he had his own like kind of sexual allegations, like kind of Me Too shit that he had to clear up. You know, back in 2016, a lot of those motherfuckers started getting hit, which is when that shit hit Hollywood real, real tough. Hmm. <laughs> and Heard said it's like God. God's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, God's vagina. And it only cost all that. God's vagina, even. It only cost 10 bones more. That's what's funny. Like the whole thing, the nor- his normal price is $100, you know, a quarter. And uh, you see him pull out the two bills. And then that's uh, 110 for this one. So that whole pitch was really a sales pitch for an extra 10 bucks. Like what it comes down to. But see, he's probably hooking yeah. up only him, though. He's giving everybody else that snickle fritz and. Well, see, because I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's a difference between the guys that he feels are his friends and the guys yeah. who are his customers. Yeah, they're just not. I think he broke that down, didn't he? Yeah. Well, kind yeah, of. Like, well, no, well, so uh, Seth Rogen in the beginning when he's calling up the, the what's it called, the, the hotline or whatever, the uh, talk yeah. radio. He was like, have you ever had to deal with a drug dealer? You know, it's awkward. They think they're your friend, but they're really not your friend. You know, and to him, you could tell because He's like, yeah, <laughs> he wanted to pull. He pulled out the cross joint, and he was like talking to him, like, a, he was yeah, like, like, yo, bro, we ain't gonna watch this crazy stuff on the internet. Yeah, and yeah. asked him about. It. You think you could pull the plug on her if you had to, like getting in some euthanasia talk? And he's like, we better not go out and talk about euthanasia. I spent all day talking about that. <laughs> But then when the other dude like, showed up, he was up, trying to strike up some like intellectual conversation. Uh, he was like, yeah. he was like, just don't leave. 
But when the other dude shows up, I don't remember what his name is. He's okay, persona. And then he got like into a different, you know, type of character where he's a little bit more gangster, you yeah. know, when he was dealing with him. And see, that's the whole thing too, is man, only the only them type of dealers back in the days was like they they going to your house. You're going to their house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, you know, what you know, that's the white people thing, man. Like coming to the house. Uh, otherwise, it's only people you really know. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what she's just boom, he's just buzzing motherfuckers in, you know what I mean? And then this dude has to do with him, bro. And it's funny because he's like fucking lingerers, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then in actuality, he's keeping Seth Rogen's character around like a lingerer. You know what I mean? He's like, that's what's funny about the whole thing. And he was like, yeah, if there's one thing I don't like, it's a lingerer. Let me get out of here. He's like, come on, man. So he's lingering in his own place to keep him there. Yeah. Lingering. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And it was funny, though, because when that other dude starts spouting off, like, hey, man, you got some Percocets? He told me you got some Percocets. He's like, what the fuck? He was he was like real disgusted. Like, what? No, no, nah, man, we don't do that stuff here, man. You know what I mean? Like, bro, he, he told was, them I was going to sell him Percocet. <laughs> he was like, you came to the wrong place, my friend. You know what's hell yeah, yeah, about he was that? all pissed off. He was insulted. He was offended. He was super offended, man. You see, that, you know, a character like Saul, the reason why everybody loves a character like that is because he means what he says and he cares about what he says. For sure. Like, every little thing that he says, he doesn't, there's a reason why he says it. It's not just a throwaway. Like, if you said something like this to Saul, hey, man, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. Hey, we should, you know, do lunch sometime. Yeah, when? My yeah. schedule's open about, yeah, that'd be great. What, what time? You'd be like, ah, well, let me check my schedule, I guess. Because you don't expect the guy to say, okay, cool. Wait, yeah, what time? Yeah, what time, yeah. man? Especially in L.A. Oh, yeah. L.A. is the place like, oh, let's catch up or, you know, let's do this or that or whatever. It's like you just say the polite thing, right, like a lot of the times. Exactly. You know, that's what they call it, gone Hollywood, right? Yeah. Going to Hollywood on me? Come on, man. Ciao. Ciao, that. <laughs> Ciao Nelly. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, look, bro. I'm not even famous. Now. I'm Hollywood to the motherfucker, man. <laughs> but you got yeah, some I'm tight Hollywood. rhymes, man. You got some tight rhymes, man. You're up on that league. Thank you, thank you, man. It's just exposure. You got the talent. You just got to get the exposure out there. I, you know what's crazy? Is I used to be obsessed off of like getting heard. <sighs> then, like. In the last 10 years, because of how life happens and like adding three more kids, because my it's crazy because my 10-year-old, she turns 10, my nine-year-old turns 10. And it's in the last 10 years, I've had three other kids. And we can't make music. It's just I needed to do it or I'll go crazy. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I still need to like talk. I still needed, I still need to illustrate my life. Peace out, Hurst. Yeah. See you later, bro. Catch the rest on the replay. Yeah. See you, Hurst. <laughs> All right, so. Her like, Dale is gonna leave. Well, James Franco was like, "So what do you do?" And he was like, "I'm a process server." He was like, "Servant? You have some people?" <laughs> <laughs> no, not a servant. A process server. I go and I deliver subpoenas. And I, what do the people do? He's like, "Oh, I don't know. This guy's name is Ted Jones." And he was like, "Whoa." My guy gets uh, weed from a Ted Jones. <laughs> yep. See, and that's what's crazy too. Is like I hate dealers like that. <laughs> because they're just, they're just talking now, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean, just to be cool, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like even dissing that other knock that came through, the other clientele that came through, like acting like a certain way towards him in front of Seth Rogen's character. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? You pull a little bravado out like, right? Running shit out here. You know what I mean? Then he's yeah. like, oh, my guy gets from a Ted Jones. Yeah. But if he doesn't say that, though, there's no movie because that's that universe shit right here. This, this is a very yeah. important piece of information right here that he just so happens no coincidence to say that name because he's asking what his job is. You know what I mean? Well, Saul seems super inquisitive with like with Dale specifically. You know, I mean, we we only see him talking to Dale, but I bet he's like that with everyone who's like his friend, like Dale, because you know he's probably got a handful of guys who like he treats like Dale. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's very inquisitive with those people as well. Anytime I was ever extra inquisitive with somebody is because I was getting it. And I was like, you know, hey, this motherfucker might work for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they say you got to ask some questions. You can you know, start seeing how they do things. Well, especially you know. the guys like Dale, you know, they spend $100, you know, maybe three or four times a week. You know, those are the guys that you like, for sure. Yeah. But like when I... Uh, when, when Ellis, the, you know, one of the main dudes from Ellis Greens, he's the one that came through, the cuzzo, right? Uh-huh. He was like, yeah, he's all, man, he's like, I appreciate it. I know y'all don't really do deliveries like that. He's like, oh, man, nah, he's all, I, we got you. Because I'm spending, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm spending, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, okay. So now, they smoking that crossroad. You ever smoke one of them joints? Nah. I have one time. It's just some bullshit. Yeah, it's, I know how he said it. it's the apex of the vortex and all of this combining. And <laughs> hey, yeah, so many, yeah, so many stoner philosoph- philosophical slash fucking what is it called? Arionics or what do they call that shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the wind comes through the Hawaiian Polynesian wind. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? About, hey, stoners be funny like that though, huh? <laughs> they'll no. learn they'll learn one piece of information and then say it like they know hella shit. Hell yeah. I do it all the time. <laughs> Makes it sound smart. You really? Wicked smart. Wicked, Wicked smart. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And all Dale does is just go serve people these subpoenas and smoke weed. And so now he's on his way to Ted Jones's house, calling Angie, smoking weed in front of Ted Jones's house, like this big ass mansion. <laughs> and then a cop rolls up right behind him. <laughs> and it's Rosie Perez. You remember right. uh, present some other movies right now, Sim? Lots of movies in the 80s. She was big in the 80s, yes. Yep. And then, yeah. like, she, you know, the one for me, because I used to think she was hot when I was a little kid. It was in, in White Man Can't Jump, you know what I mean? And she, flashed, yeah. she flashes a little boob in there, you know what I mean? A little nipple yeah. out. A little side boob action. I got you going, huh, Boogie? What's that? Oh, yeah. Look, I, got you know going, huh? I, I got a thing for highness, too. Especially the <laughs> I, ones I was, with I tell you guys before, uh, my first, like, Nipple out, I saw like on the screen was that Romeo and Juliet showing it. That was in high school. Oh, like, you know, really quick, a little flash. When you, they wake up in the morning. She puts on, she just goes like that with like a 90 or whatever it was. They were half, and you know what's crazy too? Because they were flash, like, you know, whoa, you know. The motherfuckers were supposed to be like 13 or 14 year olds type of shit, right? Yeah, like, exactly, right? They were 15 or 16. In the Shakespearean days, that was like you're grown and shit. Well, I and think thirteen. Said, you're, you're grown at thirteen, right? In those that's days. what I'm saying. Back in the day, and Derek, said, do the right thing way. and white man can't jump. Yeah, do the right thing. I think that was the first one. Oh you... yeah, it was Spike, the Spike Lee joint. Yeah. Well, was Rosie and do the right thing? Yeah. yeah she, was, she was Mookie's girlfriend or baby mama. I don't even. Oh, know okay. Forgot about yeah. that. Forgot that Rosie was in that. 
Cruz did a lot of it's, movies. It's some about it's some movie. about the Latinas from Bronx, like with that accent, bro. It's just, mm, I fuck with that. You like that? Yeah, her J Lo, even what's her name? She's a butterface, but she's hot because of the what's it, Cardi B? You know what I mean? Just some Latinas from the Bronx. And uh, yeah, and she was off the map for a while. Well, maybe not a while before she did that, but yeah, she really wanted to do this movie. She liked the character, and it's her and her and uh, Gary Cole. And she's a crooked cop, but she's also the right, like she's the lover slash like right hand man muscle. And it, you know, like she kind of runs the goons, even kind of, yeah. And I would, so I would say she's above them in the pecking order. Yeah. She rolls up right behind Dale, doesn't notice that he's in the car though, while he's like smoking weed. Oh shit! And uh, and well, then she, she, but in hindsight, because there's a pending war, you know what I mean. So she's like, she's, gang of them. yeah, she right, she hopped right out of the car, goes straight to the motherfucking Ted's crib. You know what I mean? Yeah, takes the gun out on the way in it's you know it you know you're like oh something, something's not right you know what i mean and dale's just still smoking he doesn't care <laughs> right he even says hey what an adorable little cop <laughs> because <laughs> listen they about to set it off right this is where it I'm all starts and it's the perfect case of the wrong place the wrong time you know oh, I mean? yeah. if he would have smoked that joint like 10 minutes faster or something or maybe he just might have got that in there and got out of there. But the way the timing all fi- figured out for him, right? He walks up. Go ahead. You, well, he didn't go. Well, he was going to go serve Ted. So if that didn't happen. Yeah, like, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. Because yeah. he walks up right at the same time they don't call him that motherfucker. Yeah. Well, they didn't don't call him, but they did shoot when they shot him in his back. Yeah, the wall looked like something. It looked they, like. They, they shot him multiple times. They didn't, they, it wasn't a one hitter. Yeah. And, and then he saw he, that thing. And then he takes off. He runs into the, the car in front of him, the police car behind him, and has to do a little Austin Powers, you know, thing where he goes back and all, all that ruckus caused, you know, caused some attention. You know, say so it outruns Ted. You feel me? By this time, he didn't skedaddle, ski skirted it off. But that motherfucking roach is just burning right there on the ground. He threw the joint out as he was taking off. Ted picks it up and huh. Pineapple. Pineapple Express. <laughs> and he already knew it because he's the only one that got it in the city. Yeah. And whoever else got it, they got it from him. So he's about to go down this rat. It's a paper trail now. Yeah. And Kidda said it. All the trouble. He said, do we all agree that Pineapple Express is actually pretty trash or am I alone? And seeing it's always just the way that it was grown and it's people throwing fake names. Because like when you see their setup, you know, at the end of the, the huge ass grow bunker, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're, they're growing some real deal Holyfield tree. Yeah, you saw you saw some some cla- some strains that are known as classics now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a good place to end act one. We built up the story a little bit here. And I don't agree. Okay, I don't agree. This movie's awesome. <laughs> Kidda. <laughs> you don't no, agree. No, no, no. He's talking about the weed, not the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to put yourself in the time period. This is the timepiece, right? Like when he was saying Northern Lights and all that shit, he's talking about some earlier 2000 strains. Then mm-hmm. this is this was what, 2008, 9-ish? When this movie 2008, came out? yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's the motherfucking... Because even in the end, weren't they showing like Granddaddy and shit like that? Yeah. OG. They're showing like OG Kush and shit. Yeah. So yeah. That was, that, those were the state of the art 
fucking strains at the time when they were showing it at the end. You know what I mean? Yep. And for everyone who's watching live, don't leave because we're going to be doing all three acts right now, but we're about to say peace out, you know, to everybody. So make sure you guys go follow the podcast, Silver Screen Breakdowns on Apple, Spotify. Make sure you go follow the YouTube channel, Silver Screen Breakdowns. And Nelson, let them remind them where to find you. YouTube, you can find me there, IG, Instagram. Just search my name, Nelson Times. You'll find me. And I'm in the process of reactivating my Facebook. I logged on the other day. Not much going on over there, but I am on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not a big Facebook guy yet, but it'll grow. We'll see what goes on, Alex. There we go. Everybody. All yeah. right. Well, we will see you guys for Act 2. The podcast drop on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the bonus content on Saturday. We'll see you for Act 2. Peace out. Peace. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most live